0: Columbus Blue Jackets are proud to select Jack
1: Werenski. Kent Johnson, Cool Sillinger, David Giericek. Welcome to another edition of the Pipeline Podcast presented by Ruoff Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Dylan Tire, and we've got a very special guest this week. It's Jackets Insider, Jeff Svoboda. We are of course at the NHL Scouting Combine in Buffalo, New York. We're recording this after the Scouting Combine is officially ended, or essentially ended. It's not quite over right now. There's still still some guys going through their testing, but we saw everybody that we wanted to see. We actually had the opportunity to chat with a few of the top prospects one-on-one. Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson, and Will Smith. We're gonna hear from each of those guys coming up in just a few moments, but Jeff, welcome back to the Pipeline podcast. I think the last time we had you was a couple of seasons ago ahead of the World Junior Championships to preview that tournament. So
2: thanks for being with me. I should fire my agent or something. I feel like I need to be on here more often. Uh, no, but it's always great to uh, come back and talk prospects. I know of the people that cover the Blue Jackets, you and I probably talk the most about prospects and spend the most energy on kind of seeing how the the young guys in the Blue Jackets organization are doing all around the world. Uh, first time at the scouting combine, I think, for both of us. So kind of a different uh, perspective, different experience to be here. Uh, but it's good to get a chance to put some faces to the names here before the Blue Jackets make the draft picks, as opposed to after, which we've traditionally done, Uh, with CBJ being three this year, it gives you a little bit more of a chance to really narrow in on guys. And the three guys we talked to today that that are narrowed in on, I think we're pretty good guys to talk to. Yeah. Let's
1: talk about each of those players. And again, we'll hear from each of those guys in just a moment, but... I thought very, very impressive. Uh, on day one here, it was kind of the general press conference where we got to hear from Dan Marr, a friend of the program, and the head, the head of NHL Central Scouting, and we also heard from Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli, and Leo Carlson. They spoke to the media en masse, and I was very, very impressed by Adam Fantilli in particular, the way that he stood up there and spoke. And then we got the opportunity to speak one-on-one individually with those guys today, and Really, I think my biggest takeaway is you can't go wrong. Obviously you see what those players can do on the ice, they're all very, very talented. But each one of them had their own unique personality and kind of their own unique quirks, and almost in a, a stereotypical sense, because Adam Fantilli is kind of, you know, the the well spoken Canadian that stands up there and, you know, he's he's kind of the politician of the group, I would say, in a way uh leo carlson is kind of that goofy shyer european with a good personality and then we talked to will smith and he's kind of the the cocky american i would say but i think i really liked all of them in their own separate way would you disagree
2: I would say the exact same thing you just said. Uh, And I I kind of saw them in those ways. I saw them a little bit differently in some ways that I saw a little bit more swagger out of a guy like Adam Fantilli uh, than uh, than you mentioned there. But I I love just – he commands a room. When he was up at that press conference stage – um, he seemed completely at ease and maybe that's where you say politician yeah uh, just the way he was able to talk to a large group and not be nervous and, and know how to let his personality shine through in front of what was probably about a hundred people uh, I thought was really impressive and just you know talking to him on the side today uh, really just enjoyed he just he, he's a good kid um, but he has some confidence to him and I would say the same thing about Will Smith but Wills is a little bit different it's a little bit more intense uh shorter answers out of him a little bit more matter of fact there's not a lot of bs to him um just he's he's all business he's there to uh to get the job done and uh, you know that's something I appreciate as well and then you, you were right with Carlson a little bit kind of goofier um, he let his sense of humor shine through a little bit more um, and it's funny you kind of forget sometimes these guys are teenagers they're 18 years old uh, they're about to be drafted and and be faces of NHL teams and be in front of microphones um, you know someone like Connor Bedard probably has been under a microscope in Canada for years now um, a little bit less for the other guys but you know it's weird imagine being 18 years old and all the flaws that you had and you're still kind of figuring out how to go through life and um, be as awkward as I mean I was tremendously awkward at 18 (laughs) years old more so than I am now so for these guys to kind of have to go through this gauntlet that they go through you know interviews with player or interviews with teams um, interviews with media all the testing in front of everybody it it can't be the most comfortable thing in the world to go through Uh, the way to see the way that they've kind of comported themselves and the way they all handled it I thought was really
1: impressive all right now before we get to each one of these interviews Tell me your favorite part of being here in Buffalo because we got the opportunity to do some pretty fun things. We went to Gabriel's Gate and hammered some wings in a wing eating competition on our first night here. I did get the upper hand on you there eating 20 wings compared to your 19. We also had a nice wing review after I thought that was some electric content that we were able to put together. But uh, of everything we, we were able to do here in Buffalo, what was your favorite part?
2: Probably the wings. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Which is funny because you can have wings anywhere. Yeah. Um, I got but, wings again last night too. Yeah. <laughs> I went wings back to back nights. I got to tell you, I was not in the mood to yeah. do two in a row. But Dylan, you know, Dylan's a hearty soul, yeah. and he did not shy away from a second night of wings. Um, also, I probably could have had a twentieth wing if I really wanted to. But if we'd kept going from there, you would have just buried me. So. But you didn't. Uh, yeah. But I didn't. That's <laughs> a good point. Um, so, I mean, that when you're in Buffalo, you have to. I'm a big believer, and when you go to a, a city that's not yours, try the things that kind of. Make make that city unique. As they say, when in Rome. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, you know, obviously there's Buffalo wings anywhere and people will argue what Buffalo wing place should you go to in Buffalo. But at the end of the day, you have to try the local cuisine and that's what makes them famous. Um, and, you know, they got some darn good wings here. So that was fun. Obviously, it's fun to do the work portion of it as well. And like I said, this is a little bit different for us because usually, you know, if you're drafting lower in the draft, there's like probably a big mix of guys that you could take and you just don't know who you're going to draft. And Heck, we saw in 2020, they drafted a guy in Igor Chinnikov in the first round, 20th overall, that most people didn't even have on their draft boards in a lot of cases. And so, you know, there's no predicting what's going to happen the lower you get in the draft. But when you're drafting third, you can really narrow it down, especially this year, where it seems like it's going to come down to, you know, Fantilli, probably number two, but he's in the mix there. Then Will Smith. Um, and Leo Carlson, and maybe an outside chance at Matvey Michkov, but it just seems like that's just not... I think the Jackets are looking uh, center, so it seems like he's not going to be part of it. But if you could narrow it down to three guys, and really maybe two probably with Smith and Carlson based off the way most people think the draft's going to go, it really does give you a chance to to get to know those guys before they get uh, put on the draft board uh, before June 28th, and I thought it was a really cool opportunity to talk to both of those guys and learn a little bit about their personalities and see what we might want to talk to them about once they become Blue Jackets.
1: That's a very good point there.
2: You learn a little bit
1: about these guys, and you can explore it more if they end up becoming members of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, what was your favorite part of the uh, trip? Well, I have a few options here because, I mean, the wings, I love the wings. Like, I don't eat wings that often. So again, when in Buffalo, you got to eat the Buffalo wings. And I ate a lot of Buffalo wings. I think I took down close to 30 wings overall on this weekend, which I'm very, very happy with. I also had some (laughs) very good pizza here as well. But I also enjoyed seeing uh, friends of the program at the, uh, at the scouting combine. Uh, saw Chris Peters, who, of course, joined us early in this process. Saw Scott Wheeler, who was a guest just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, saw Dan Marr, of course, who was a guest earlier on in the process. And also crossed paths with Sam Costantino of Sportsnet He has yet to make his appearance on the Pipeline podcast, but that will be coming soon. I did cut an interview with Sam Costantino, and I think that might be our final conversation leading into the draft on June 28th in Nashville. So you do have that to look forward to, a little bit of a tease there. and Also Trevor Timmons as well, who's the Blue Jackets assistant director of amateur scouting. He joined the organization about a year ago. I did sit down with a chat or for a chat with Trevor Timmons as well to talk about this draft process with the Blue Jackets and really talk to him about what is an incredible hockey life. The the way that he's come up through the game and and being a guy who didn't play hockey, but came up through the game in different ways to be where he is now with the Blue Jackets, I thought was really, really interesting. So stay tuned for that conversation as well. I think we're going to double up on Pipeline podcast for this week with Jeff and I talking today. Um, And then I think I'm going to release Trevor Timmons, that conversation on Thursday. So make sure to keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. So that was, those two were, you know, my favorite parts and having those conversations and seeing those people. But I will say honorable mention to the Blue Jackets signing and trading for Damon Severson in the middle of all this, which kept you and I pretty (laughs) busy uh,
2: on our real
1: first day here.
2: Yeah, it was a busy week. Uh, you did not expect there to be a trade quite like that that came down yesterday. So we were running around pretty good yesterday, uh, but it was uh, you know a, a great opportunity to chat with Damon Severson, who seems like he's going to be a fan favorite in Columbus yeah. just because of his personality. Uh, really impressed by him, and and just really enjoyed that conversation. And you made a great point there. I was thinking about things that we did that were Buffalo centric uh, when when you asked me that question. But it is always great to to see the people. You know, we don't get to see. Uh, like a guy like Vile Siren, who is the Blue Jackets' director of amateur scouting and one of my favorite people in the organization, but he's based out of Finland, uh, so we don't get to see Vile all that often. And so just kind of crossing paths with him a couple times this week, you having a chance to put some some names to faces uh, with guests that have been on the show um, that you probably only had talked with uh, through you know through the computer through the radio re- or previously. Um, you know, seeing it's the off season, so we don't get to see the. The beat guys, Aaron Portsline and Brian Hedger over at the arena today. So, you know, it's just a good chance to get back into the hockey community in a way that uh, once the season's over, you are not really a part of for a while. So cool to to make those relationships uh, even stronger here in Buffalo. All right. How about we bring in our top prospects right now? Again,
1: I had the opportunity to speak individually briefly, but uh, I think I got some good information out of these guys. Leo Carlson, Adam Fantilli and will smith so jeff why don't we throw to these guys in the order that we talk to them so first up is swedish centerman leo carls I'm here with top Swedish centerman Leo Carlson, and Leo, obviously hockey is a huge sport in the country of Sweden, but yeah. how did you get into the game? Yeah, my father played, played hockey uh, until, until I was born.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think he played for like 10, 12 years. years. Mm-hmm. So he played in some, uh, in some uh, second league in Sweden. So he just uh, just uh, got me out there, basically, on the on the pants and everything, and just played hockey. So,
1: so, did you dream of being a Swedish hockey league player before being an NHL player? I'm curious how that works yeah. over in Sweden uh, because you have less access yeah, to they, the NHL.
0: Yeah, know. It, uh, it was it was uh, it was NHL,
1: NHL from, from the start okay. to the finish as well. So. so, how old were you when you realized that the NHL might be an option for you? You know, maybe some guys realize when they're 10 years old yeah. that they're better than everybody else. But what was it for you?
0: I, mean, I think it was pretty early. But then I had a rough couple of years, mm-hmm. so I so so I, so I didn't didn't follow with them. But then I, but, but then I grew, so I, so I, so I uh, so start thinking about was young when I was like yeah,
1: 17 there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned some other sports that you play: basketball, golf. When did you really shift your focus to playing hockey?
0: I mean, I played played soccer and floorball like like seriously when when, when I was growing up. So I had golf and basketball on the side, you know. Okay. So I, yeah, golf and basketball it's more like a hobby. Mm-hmm. So I've been focusing on
1: hockey since I was thirteen, I think. You, do you still follow soccer? Like, is that a big interest of yours?
0: I mean, I follow uh, Manchester United, but back in yeah, back uh, back in England, my family is a huge, huge supporter to them, so yeah. Who's your favorite player? Uh, Marcus Rashford, I think. Okay. Yeah.
1: What about hockey? Growing up, were there some guys in the NHL that you idolized? Again, I don't know what your access to the NHL was like at that point.
0: Yeah, it was uh, sitting across Crosby. I think I watched some highlights, some highlights mm-hmm. when I was like six years old, or, like. Oh, so yeah, yeah, him, him for sure.
1: What about guys that you model yourself after now? I think you said a combination of Kopitar, Barkov, maybe some other guys. What's it about their games that you like?
0: I think a big centerman, uh, great uh, two-way player as well, but has some uh, hockey, hockey skills as well.
1: What about away from the ice? Like, are you a big TV guy, a movie guy? What are you into?
0: I am a pretty, pretty, pretty chill guy, I will say. We have the games in, yeah, in winters, not so much in summers, but uh, and then some, uh, yeah, some movies, uh, TV, and, and stuff sort of like that.
1: Did you binge watch a TV show this season? Like, did you have a favorite show that you watched throughout the year?
0: Yeah, some some Swedish show. So, so you, yeah, so you would would yeah, so you would have really know how who it is, but yeah, yes, yeah, s- s- some shows from Sweden definitely. So,
1: a big gamer during the winter. What do you like to play? I call some
0: worse on mostly. I think yeah, worse mostly.
1: All right, now that you're getting later in this process, has it hit you yet that you will probably be an NHL player sooner rather than later?
0: Oh really? I think it is when you when you get there for the for, for the for the season. I think it's going to hit, but uh, no, no. definitely not.
1: If it ends up being the Blue Jackets that select you at number three overall, how excited would you be at that point?
0: Really excited, of course. Great, 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 the great organization and the great fans. I think as well. So yeah, it's perfect.
1: All right, Leo, it was great to meet you. Thanks yeah. very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so great to hear there from Leo Carlson. Jeff, what'd you think about Leo? Because I didn't really know a whole lot about him, you know, as a character, as a person. I've obviously done a lot of research about what he does on the ice, but
2: I I really enjoyed him. Yeah, he rolled in in Air Force Ones, which I thought was a pretty <laughs> sweet uh, thing to do there. Um, and yeah, you just could tell he had a good personality, had a sense of humor about him. You know, he was asked about what does he know about Columbus, and he's like, not much. I, I can find it on a map, and that's about it. But that's a good start. Uh, you know, just kind of showed some some humor and some levity there, uh, so I enjoyed that about him. And, and something that's interesting about him, it's been pretty well written about this offseason, season, but uh, he has a stutter, uh, and he's someone... That I think it's important to him to kind of show uh, that that's not he's not going to let that limit him. He's not going to let that define him, um, and it doesn't bother him. I think a lot of people might be a little bit embarrassed by it, but it's just part of who he is, um, and he's able to to live with it and and you know limit it at times. But at the same time, it's part of him, and he doesn't mind. He's just going to live his life the way he wants to, despite that. And I think you know no matter what people kind of say about him, and I think I think that's cool to kind of see someone comfortable enough in his own skin, especially coming here. Being put in a lot of microphones, probably speaking a language it's not his first language, uh, to be able to handle all that and, and be comfortable with it, I thought is really cool.
1: Yeah, I would say huge props to Leo Carlson for not only speaking with us there, but also speaking with all the media here at the Scouting Combine this week. Because again, like you said, he deals with that stutter and he, he deals with it very, very admirably and speaking his, his second language as well, which is it's pretty impressive to be able to do everything that he was able to do. And you heard him talk about uh, modeling his game after Anje Kopitar or a, a player like Alexander Barkov in Florida. And if the Blue Jackets were to go in that direction, not bad to be drafting a player that models himself after those
2: two excellent two-way centers. Absolutely. And the thing you're going to get with him, His size. I mean, he's a big kid. Yeah. Yeah, You see him come into a room and I was surprised by just how big he is. And I think the, the blue jackets have talked about, you know, wanting that big centerman and and he maintains he's the centerman. That's another takeaway is that he said the blue jackets and other teams asked him since he played wing over in the SHL this year, which is pretty understandable for a kid who's been 16, 17, 18 year olds doing that. But, uh, the big question is, you know, does he feel like he can play center at the NHL level? And he said yes, and he's a big center. So if you're looking for size and you're looking for that guy to build around, uh, it could very well be Leo Carlson. All right, how about we
1: toss to another big centerman right now? That is University of Michigan superstar and Hobie Baker winner Adam Fantilli. I'm here with top draft eligible prospect and University of Michigan centerman, Adam Fantilli. And Adam, it's obviously very, very easy for a Canadian kid like you to get into the game of hockey, but how did you get your start? Um, I'd
3: say two weeks after my second birthday, my dad wanted me on skates and he brought me to a free skate and just uh, started wheeling around with him. So that's kind of where I started, kind of where I fell in love with it and put me in hockey uh, not too long after that. So I wanted to keep going with it.
1: At what point did you realize
3: you might be able to do something with hockey? Um, I don't know uh last couple of years uh things have started to ramp up and and as you go up levels things get harder and you try to succeed at those levels and um, I think you just try and keep working on yourself and keep working on your team and and hopefully one day it happens that's that's kind of the plan. What about other sports growing up what were you into? Uh, I played lacrosse up until about high school uh I've golfed since I was probably around seven or eight years old and I, I loved snowboarding back in the day I mean I can't do it much anymore but uh My parents used to bring us out west to snowboard a few times, and and I loved it. What's your handicap on the course? (sighs) I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Probably around eight or nine.
1: That's not too shabby.
3: not bad, not bad. I I can get around the course. (laughs) That's excellent. Uh, What about favorite teams, favorite players growing up? Like, who were you into in the NHL? Uh, My favorite team growing up was the Bruins. Uh, My dad was a massive Bruins fan, and and he would always uh, brainwash me into, (laughs) into all that stuff, but... Either way, I loved watching him play, and I, I love, fell in love with watching Patrice Bergeron play, and, and I've watched him pretty much my whole life, and a bit more modern, but I, I love watching McKinnon play as mm-hmm. well. I think it's amazing to watch him play.
1: Yeah, I think you mentioned it yesterday that McKinnon and Matthew Kachuk are guys that you try and model yourself after. Yeah. Guys with lots of skill, but also some bite in, in their game, so is that kind of what separates those two for you, that bite in their game? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's that's a main reason on why I try and emulate what
3: they have. Again, they're, they're NHL stars, so, uh, I'm not going to compare myself to them in any, in any sense, but I'm definitely going to try and emulate a lot of what they have because I think they have a lot of impact on them in a lot of games. What about Off the Ice? What are you into? TV, movies? I'm a huge movie guy. Okay. Uh, any kind of movie, really. I love all genres. and I, don't know, I really got into the Marvel stuff when I was okay. younger. Recently, the movies haven't been my favorite, but uh, they're, <laughs> they're really good stuff. And I'm into the, a lot of the old Italian mob stuff as well. Okay. I, that's cool. Do you have a favorite one of those, like
1: Goodfellas? Yeah, Goodfellas,
3: Godfather, even Casino. I know that's not
1: as much of a a mob movie, but it's still kind of the same vibe. All right, now that you're pretty late in this process, I know we've got three weeks or so until June 28th in Nashville. Has it set in that you're going to be an NHL player after this? Uh, Not really, no. Um, I'm just trying to enjoy Mm
3: -hmm. every day here and and every day I have at home before going there. And then when the day comes, I'm going to be super excited and, and try and live that day to the fullest and just... Enjoy being there. If you end up getting selected
1: by the Columbus Blue Jackets, what are the emotions gonna be? I know you got a few buddies on the team already.
3: Yeah, exactly. There's quite a few Michigan guys on that team, so I'd be I'd be ecstatic. I'd love it. Alright Adam, thanks
1: very much for this.
3: We appreciate it. And good luck going All forward. Through. Thank you very much.
1: All right, Jeff, you talked about it earlier. Lots of swagger coming off of Adam Fantilli. You know, you talk to this guy and you're like, okay, I can see why people like Adam Fantilli. I thought he was very, very impressive. Also a fun guy. I think he likes to have a good time and a little bit uh, of a nerd there as well. He was talking about those Marvel movies and being into that sort of thing. And I'm not saying people out there that like Marvel movies are nerds, but the way that he talked about it, I think showcase that a little bit maybe he does have a little bit of a nerdy side but he did go to college by the way so you got to be a nerd if you're going to college (laughs) instead of playing junior hockey somewhere but what do you think about adam fantelli
2: yeah especially he's a canadian kid because you hear university of michigan and you think oh is he is he american is he from that area Um, But much like Ken Johnson, he is the guy that probably developed a little bit later. uh, Coming out of Canada, wasn't looked at as highly as some of the kids that go to the OHL and decided to go, um, you know, kind of the the junior B. Ken Johnson was a BCHL kid, Mm -hmm. um, but Fantilli went USHL and then to the college route. So going to the University of Michigan. Uh, And and so, you know, if you're the third ever freshman winner of the Hobie Baker Award, you can play some hockey. Uh, But just like I said earlier, the ease with which he spoke to everybody, he he mentioned yesterday during his interview uh, at the podium. That he took a public speaking class at the University of Michigan, and I think you could tell, just seemed very at ease, no matter you know the the situation he was in. Um, just chatting with us, you know, the, the three of us, you and me and, and Jonathan Demuth, uh, CBJ video producer, was totally at ease in front of the cameras. He was totally at ease. You know, hundred people in front of him, seemed perfectly fine with that. Uh, so I just love the, the personality and the way that he's able to handle that. And I think that if you bring that into a room, I can see how guys would gravitate to him, even now, and especially more so as he gets older. I would not
1: be upset if somehow the Anaheim Ducks end up passing on Adam Fantilli at number two and he <laughs> yeah. ended up falling into the Blue Jacket sands at three. Safe to say that.
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> In fact, I, I said this yesterday on our skate spacer when we recorded it. Uh, you know, I'd be making calls if I was Yarmo. I'd say, you know what? If you're not sure at number two who you want, like... We got three. Let's make a deal. Um, Do I think that's going to happen? I do not. But (laughs) at the same time, if there's anything in Anaheim that's just not 100% sure, I talked about Leo Carlson's size. um, Adam Fantilli's size is just right up there. He's a big kid. He can play center. He's got the swagger. He's got the chip on his shoulder. Um, I think he's the kind of guy you can build around and and play the kind of game that wins you not just regular season games, but playoff games down the road. All right. Adam Fantilli has swagger. Adam Fantilli
1: played college hockey. Now let's toss it over to another guy who has some swagger and another guy who's going to be playing college hockey next year at Boston college. That is another centerman American. Will Smith. Alright, I'm joined right now by top American prospect, centerman at Will Smith, and Will, you're a good Massachusetts boy, and I know a lot of people play hockey in that state, but how did it all start for you? How would you get into the game?
4: Yeah, it's a funny story. I got into it because my dad's friend, but um, like you said, it's a big thing in Massachusetts. We've got the beanpot, so every kid kind of grows up with their uh, college team, and mine was BC, so been with it ever
1: since. I take it you grew up a Bruins fan then? I did. Favorite player growing up? Patrice Bergeron. All right, why Patrice Bergeron? Obviously a huge star for the Boston Bruins, yeah. but are there some things in his game that you try and model yourself after?
4: Yeah, I mean, he's a center and I'm a center, but um, off the ice, I think every single person in Boston loves him, so um, it's kind of that aspect of it that he's just such a great guy and obviously he was a star for the Bruins for however long, and he still is, so um, I've loved him uh, his entire career. What other sports did you play growing up? Baseball. I was a big baseball okay. player. Um Try to do everything, try to play football, but my parents wouldn't
1: let me. How long did you play baseball for? Oof, 10 years probably. 10 years, so what position did you play? Shortstop pitcher. All right, so a Boston Red Sox fan then? I am, Yep. Favorite player there? Ooh, (laughs) probably David Ortiz, Not, not playing anymore, but big poppy. All right, coming up in hockey, I think different guys kind of realize when they have an opportunity to make something out of the game, right? Whether it's going to college like you are, or becoming a pro after that like you eventually will. How old were you when you realized, okay, I might be able to do something with this?
4: Yeah, I would say probably around 13, 14 when um, we went to the Pee Wee Tournament and that's when things uh, started to get kind of serious and um, kind of got into my mind that this,
1: this could be a thing and um, now I'm here. You mentioned Patrice Bergeron. Are there some other players in the modern game right now that you try and model yourself after? Not necessarily a pro comparable for you, but guys that you try and draw things from.
4: Yeah, I mean, I really like Jack Hughes, Zegras, um, Mika Zibanejad. I like all those guys. So watching their games is always fun. What about
1: off the ice? What are your interests there? Do you like TV, movies, music? What are you into? I'm a
4: big movie guy. Um, I like I like my music, I like playing tunes before the games. Like cooking, okay. um, I like. Cook and I like pickleball all that stuff so are you on aux in the room for the usn tdp we, we have an ipad so okay. it's uh kind of spread out whatever you guy's feeling but we're always it's got full volume all right if you're on aux what are you playing Four game yeah probably a mix from like soundcloud just okay a bunch of different songs Big booty mixes oh yeah yeah okay yeah. what about movies what are you into there i like the rom-coms i like the
1: the funny <laughs> old ones so I'm always watching those. All right now that you're towards the end of this process I mean has it hit you yet that you're going to be drafted by an NHL team or do you think that'll finally hit you when you're actually on the stage in Nashville?
4: I think both um, I mean obviously being here and meet with all the teams is kind of puts it in reality but when we're sitting in that chair right before the draft
1: it's gonna really set in. Say it's the Blue Jackets for you at number three overall what are your emotions going to be how excited are you gonna be and what do you know about Columbus? I'd be super fired up. I mean,
4: I know all about the fans, the fifth line, and um, the city. So I've uh, heard only good things, and that would, be, that would be amazing. All right, Well, Thanks very much for taking the time, and best of luck going forward. Thank
0: you.
1: All right. We didn't know a lot about Will Smith going into all that, right? I feel like he's one of the more unknown players in this draft, a high riser in terms of the draft stock and what he does on the ice. Off the ice, I didn't know really anything about Will Smith. I've heard what I've heard, that he can light up a room. He does have some of that cockiness or that confidence that I did feel when we talked to him. But, Jeff, what was your opinion of Will Smith? Because I really liked him.
2: <laughs> well, it's funny. You called um, Adam Fantilli a nerd earlier. How about Will Smith saying he likes to watch rom-coms? I didn't see that answer <laughs> hey, I coming. I love a rom-com, yeah. <laughs> too. <laughs> I didn't again, see it coming. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, but I did not see it coming. You got to uh, wonder yeah. if his favorite one is Fever Pitch,
1: though. I should have asked him. since he's yes. such a Boston guy yes. a rom-com?
2: You know. Yeah, that's a great point. He is such a Boston guy. And that's <laughs> that shown through uh, when he's talking about Boston sports. I thought it was interesting, uh, much like... Damon Severson, uh, a baseball guy. Yeah. Uh, and we don't see that necessarily a ton in hockey players. Um, but he's, you know, talked about how he grew up being a baseball guy. Um, also, like Damon Severson, a shortstop. Uh, so maybe the CBJ softball team could add some middle infielders here with these guys coming in. But, yeah, just as I said, he's a little bit more uh, concise, a little bit more... Um, short than a guy like Fantilli or Carlson, who I think gave a little bit longer answers. And uh, just the intensity of Will Smith is, is very clear. And, I, and, you know, I think that's, you look at some of the really great players in the NHL, they have that about them. I mean, it's not that they're, they don't have personalities, but they, they aren't necessarily the wordiest guys. They're just very matter of fact, very businesslike. I'm um, very focused on the game, and I, I can see that at a will. Um, who did have a, a personality? I can see how people kind of gravitate to. Said he's a very convincing person. <laughs> I can definitely see that. Uh, but uh, he, to me, he was more businesslike of the group. But, but it was it's, it's interesting to learn that.
1: Another guy that I really liked a lot, and as I started off with, you now if you're a Blue Jackets fan, I would probably feel pretty comfortable with any three of those guys that we talked to. Of course, there's Connor Bedard at the top, but all three of those guys: Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson, Will Smith. I came away very, very impressed.
2: Yeah, I would echo that 100%. And you, and again, I said it earlier, it's just so, got to be so difficult for these guys coming in at 18 years old and being put into this spotlight. I mean, it's a, it's a job interview that's going to determine a lot of the rest of your life, and you're doing it at 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's something that you just don't see uh, a lot in the world today. And so the way that they all handled it and just the ease with which they, they did it, I sometimes expect guys like that to be a little bit awkward or a little bit, um, when they get it put into that big moment, it's a little bit hard for them to handle, just because they're so young. But I didn't really get a sense of that out of any of them. And that you know that that's that's key because these are people you're trying to build NHL franchises around. And the fact that they have that ability to relate to people so well and be handle those pressure situations is uh, it's a good thing to, to have out of uh, someone you're you're going to start building a franchise around. Again, huge thank you to
1: each of those three players: Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson, and Will Smith, for taking the time to do that. Also, huge, huge thank you to the NHL communications staff here at the Scouting Combine. We really couldn't have set up those interviews without them, so appreciate them taking the time and and taking the care to give us that opportunity and bring those players to Blue Jackets fans. So if any of you listeners out there ever run into anybody that works for NHL PR, say thank (laughs) you because they helped us a lot here at the Scouting Combine this weekend. Jeff, the last thing that I want to say here is I never knew really – how important this weekend was for nhl franchises that's something that i took away from the conversation with trevor timmons in particular and then you you know you know you hear what dan Marr had to say a couple of days ago you hear what some of these other nhl management teams have to say about this process and really even the players themselves because they're meeting with a lot of teams some of these players are meeting with every single team in the nhl and that's what it's all about is these players and these staffs getting to know each other. That's what's so important about it. And, you know, you look at the NFL combine and you're like, okay, you see why the testing is important there. The meetings that they do are important there. I never really understood how important the NHL scouting combine is for franchises because those conversations that they have with the players are really the only time that they have to chat outside of right ahead of the draft itself with these prospects, the players and the management teams, and that's how they get to know them.
2: Yeah, it's almost like the final exam because (laughs) you spend all year and Probably more than a year because they, you, the scouting departments know about these kids when they're coming up and they reach you know 15, 16 years old and they watch them. You know, they knew who Will Smith was when he played for the U 17s and U 18s last year, and they probably knew who Leo Carlson was scouting over in, in uh, Sweden and things like that. So it's not like coming into the season, they're total unknowns, but they spend so much time throughout the year scouting and watching highlights and breaking down every little aspect of their games. And they, you know, for these top guys, they're watching every game, uh, they're, they're the detailed scouting reports that they have on the Will Smiths and the Leo Carlson's and Adam Fantilli's of the world. It's pretty impressive. Uh, All the things they know about these guys, just the way that they play hockey. But as you said, once you, how much time do you really get to spend with them face to face? This is the weekend where that happens. You know, the Blue Jackets took the, those three guys out to dinner, really wanting to know, uh, spend some time with them and get to know what they bring. Literally, in this case, bring to the table. <laughs> well, with Leo <laughs> Carlson, we know it's steak. Back yeah, ex- to back yeah. night steaks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a big key because you know they they have a amateur scouting rankings were done, um, I believe at the beginning of May. So they have a list. But this is the final exam. This is the last chance to really get a chance. You know, If you're going to make a final decision, um, that meeting has such a huge impact on how that's going to go. And then even the testing, You know, is an NHL player ever going to do a standing broad jump in a game? That's not going to happen. But Jarmo Kekalainen talked about, he puts a lot of stock into some of the workouts just as far as if they don't like something about a player's skating skills and then they go through the testing and they don't test well in certain areas. Um, then that's a legitimate concern and could lead to them probably not drafting a guy. So that stuff also plays into factor into it as well. So, um, you know, there's a whole year of scouting that goes up to this weekend, but this weekend really, I think, starts to put everything in cement uh, as far as these guys' decision-making processes go. Jeff, the last thing that
1: I have to bring up here is you got to meet another Svoboda.
2: Brandon (laughs) Svoboda
1: of the Youngstown Phantoms is going to be drafted at some point coming up. In Nashville. We don't know who, we don't know where, we don't know anything about where Brandon Svoboda will be selected. Maybe he's going to be a blue jacket when it all comes down to it and he gets to stay in Ohio. But what was it like to cross paths with another (laughs) Svoboda?
2: Well, it's funny. If you're going to meet a Svoboda in a sport, it's probably going to be hockey. There's not a (laughs) lot of Svobodas in baseball or uh, football or uh, basketball, it seems like. But, you know, there was Peter Svoboda who played back in the day. There was other Svoboda that played for the Hurricanes back when I was in high school, um, when they were really good. So there's a couple (laughs) of us in the game, but it's still great to kind of see. You don't run across very many Svobodas in the world. And so I walked up to him after his interview today and, and kind of showed my past to him. And I was like, hey, it's good to meet another Svoboda. And the look on his face was just like he was flabbergasted that there was someone <laughs> else named Svoboda at the NHL Draft Combine. And he was like, no way. Uh, so we chatted a little bit. It was cool to meet him. Uh, you know, he seemed like a nice kid. Uh, does not bear any physical resemblance to me whatsoever. He must he must be from a different branch <laughs> of the Svoboda tree. But it was also cool to talk to him about James Fisher, who was a Blue Jackets draft right. pick. A seventh round pick a year ago who played in Youngstown this year where they won the the car cup won the championship Uh, And he had good things to say about James's game as well. So uh, We've kind of you know, there's a little bit of an overlap there So you know what it wouldn't be a huge surprise or would be pretty cool to see him end up being a blue jacket Certainly Jeff. This was a lot of fun. All weekend
1: was really fun. So thanks for doing it all with me I appreciate it. Sounds good. Do you know any other tires by the way? I do not know any other tires I've never met another tire in the wild Outside of the ones you see on bikes and outside of cars. <laughs> That's the obvious joke there. But no, yes. I haven't. I have well, never and in, met one. In like F1 in Britain, they spell it basically the way your name is written. Exactly. So I think I might be royalty over there. I got to get over there at some point. I think it's worth a trip. All right. Thanks again, Jeff. I appreciate it. We should do it again sometime.
2: Sounds good. I'll have my agent call. All
1: right, that'll do it for another edition of the Pipeline Podcast presented by Ruoff Mortgage. Huge thanks to Jackets insider Jeff Svoboda. Also, again, want to say a great big thank you to each of Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson, and Will Smith, and, of course, NHL PR as well. And, as always, thank you, the listener, and why we do this. We're at the NHL Combine because of Blue Jackets fans, right, Jeff? That's why we're here. We want to bring everything we can about these
2: players to Blue Jackets fans. Exactly. And especially, as I said, you often go into the draft and have no idea who your team's going to take. This year, you can really narrow it down. And I think as fans, that encourages you to be part of the process. You can watch highlights of these guys. You can hear their interviews. And you can say, oh, I really like this guy or I really like that guy. And that makes it a lot more fun to just talk to fans as we go up to the NHL draft here. Again,
1: I'll probably have another edition of the Pipeline podcast coming out this Thursday with the Blue Jackets Assistant Director of Amateur Scouting, Trevor Timmons. So I'll be talking to you again very, very soon.